you know, it's like my good friend uh, Garth McMurray always said, mime is money. <laughs> I'd respond to that when I'm miming and I'm not on camera yet. <laughs> mime is money, y'all. Uh, anyways, that wasn't what I was originally going to open this out with. Uh, the original thing I was going to open this up with is... It's the Muppet Show on Disney Plus, starring your favorites, Robert and Chris Adams. The tagline, yay! Yay! What's going on, everybody? It is Tuesday night, 9.30 or 40 uh, p.m. Central Time. That means it is time for the tagline. We are the Cinefanatics. My name is Robert Adams. My name is Chris Adams, and it's time to play the music. It's time to light the lights. It's time to meet the Muppets on the Muppet Show tonight. You missed the the line. It's time to get things started. No. That's, That's okay. A, you didn't grow up with the Muppet stanza. Show like the, like the rest of us. Stanza. I was literally looking at it. It's a different stanza. Shut your face. <laughs> Why are there so many? Um, oh, man. Hey, Garth is saying the there's the Stantler Waldorf Adams. I can't click on it yet, but... Um, I actually have like that's actually my favorite Muppets out of all of them is the Stantler. Well, there it is, the Stantler Waldorf. Uh, so I have those figures. They're on the the background to our like our new bookshelf background with all the toys and books and movies and stuff on it. It's it's up there. Uh, but I absolutely Wait. love those two guys. What do you call a church that's on fire? Holy smokes! Oh, <laughs> I love those two guys. Uh, anyways, Christmas special. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't like the heat, get out of the farmhouse. <laughs> uh, anyways, it's Tuesday night. It's time to get this show started. Now I'm quoting the Muppet Show theme all over the place. Uh, yeah. So real quick, uh, news that doesn't necessarily movie news, but I mean the Muppets are a movie property, so I guess we can talk about them. We're not breaking any laws around here. I mean, this is my our channel. We can do whatever we want. Huh? Yeah, but I don't know. Ooh, now that's stuck in everyone's head. Uh, Yeah, Muppet Muppet Show is going to be on uh, Disney Plus. The entire original Muppet Show. It's about time. I've been waiting for that thing to pop up on there. I got something new to watch before I fall asleep at night. Even though I I technically need to be be catching up on uh, Clone Wars in actuality. (laughs) Especially with Star Wars. The Star Wars shows that are going to be coming up, yeah, I need to be catching up on Clone Wars and Rebels and all that good yeah, stuff. Very much. You can probably skip on uh, Resistance because uh, I haven't even watched that one. Yeah. Anyways, uh, how are y'all in the chat doing tonight? I see uh, we've got the usual suspects uh, in the chat. We got Garth. We got Vernon. Uh, I see Brandon Buckingham in the chat. How are y'all doing tonight? Uh, where are y'all up to? How's everything going? Uh, Garth, how are you doing uh, in particular? I know you're still in the uh, the hospital, so hopefully that everything's going well there. 
Um, let's see. Uh, as for us, if you have questions, comments, you know the usual, streamlabs.com slash cinefanatics. You can donate and uh, ask questions there. Uh, Patreon.com slash cinefanatics. Uh, Patreon, we got stuff happening on that. Today's Tuesday, tomorrow night at around 9 p.m. Central Time. Uh, we will be doing our first uh, Patreon, uh, what are we calling this, like the quiz hangout? I've, I forgot what we have it listed as like your title that you put on Patreon, but it's a movie quiz hangout. It's not broadcast. It's not live. It's just a hangout. It, it, it looks at me, asks the question, and keeps going. It's yeah, called the, I mean, yeah, the title's not that important in actuality. I mean, everyone gets the point. It's a, it's a hangout where we're going to be talking movie trivia sounds good <laughs> oh i can talk now yes it's called the uh, movie trivia scrimmage it's the trivia scrimmage is what i call it it's a fun little back and forth we'll be asking each other questions uh we're pretty much just gonna make them up on the spot and just have a fun time palling around if you want to pick a particular movie while we're hanging out you can but you gotta jump on that 25 dollars tier if you want to be a part of that tomorrow night so yeah um, and I believe, uh, I believe Vernon made an offer. If there's anyone here who's not on the $25 tier, we were supposed to post it out, but just been, we've been extremely busy the past like 24, 48 hours. Um, yeah. if, uh, if anyone wants to be on that $25 tier, uh, let us know if you want to participate tomorrow night. And, uh, I guess Vernon's going to hook you up basically. Uh, just let us know, let Vernon know, and we'll, We'll go from there. Uh, but yeah, that's going to be tomorrow night, uh, 9 p.m. Central Time, 7 Pacific, 10 Eastern. Uh, I don't know how long it's going to go. It's more of just a hangout type of thing. So it'll probably be for like at least an hour, maybe a couple hours or so. It just depends on how long we're, we're all hanging out and how good the questions are hitting and stuff. Uh <laughs> <laughs> scrimmage that seems too much like sports ball yeah it's no. okay we're, we're we're taking it back don't worry about it <laughs> none of that sports balling around here this is all movie questions and movie stuff and it's it's, it's fine we're taking it back it's fine <laughs> we'll take it back nice um anyways so that's tomorrow night uh the other thing is last friday uh, we did the live uh, review of WandaVision episodes one and two. That was a lot of fun. Uh, comb through like not only did we review it, but we also like went through comb through looking for the Easter eggs. Uh, it was a lot of fun to talk about those Easter eggs just because I mean we all like the ah I see something and I know what that means. Um, so it was a lot of fun to do that. Uh, we're gonna do it again. This coming Friday, also at the 9 p.m. Central Time, uh, we are going to do a review for Episode 3, which this one seemingly is taking place in the 70s, so that's why I got the 70s Wanda look here. Um, so, again, we'll straightest, come Straightest hair ever. Oh, absolutely. Anyways, we'll go through and see like what Easter eggs, what's happening. If you want to talk about it, come back Friday night. Again, 9 p.m. Central Time. It's probably going to be about an hour long. That's roughly what we're trying to keep it. Um, and, yeah, it will be a lot of fun. If, did you see something that, that we didn't see? Feel free to drop it in the chat. We'll talk about it, and be, we can all collectively go, oh, yeah, I didn't think of that. That's and that's good. funny. And that's funny because after we did ours, I checked out other people's. Mm -hmm. uh, 
other people's like Easter egg streams and, and, and videos and stuff that they put out. And I was like, whoa, that's some stuff that we definitely missed. Or I didn't see that there. And there's just a whole slew of stuff that happened in the first two episodes that none of us even caught. <laughs> Yeah, there was some of that, like, the, what they were saying, like, the devil's in the details. I know that, like, there was a lot of nods to Mephisto, and I, I, didn't, I didn't feel like there was really as much to really bring it up to talk about. But as we push forward, I'll, I will be more open-minded to see if that's going to be something that pops up some more, so we could mention it and talk about it. So, Especially since he's, apparently he's supposed to play a role of some sort within Multiverse of Madness, from awesome. what it sounds like, so... Yeah, he could. Uh, he could, could be making an appearance here first. Yep. Um. Anyways, uh, just checking a couple of things. Uh, how was your week? The week that was January, whatever days it was, was okay. It was fine. Uh, more importantly, what happened today though is what is kind of the big thing for me because I did my first uh, physical therapy appointment. And for those of y'all who uh, have been paying attention to us, have been hanging out with us for the last, what is it we've done? Uh, 43, four, 42 other episodes of this. It depends well, on that, the number of this episode. <laughs> yeah, it depends on if we're numbering them right or not. Um, yeah, you know that I've had some issues with, with my neck and, and everything. And uh, I finally got in to see a physical therapist and... Thank you, Lord Almighty. It sounds like they know exactly what's going on and they know exactly what exercises and stuff I need to do to fix it. And within four weeks, I should have everything I need at my disposal to get myself back on the right track. <laughs> to live in a van down by the river? To live in a van down by the river! <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> you caught what I was throwing in it. I wasn't throwing myself through a coffee table. Yeah. Uh, I, real quick, before we move on, I do like this. So here's the thing. Like, we, 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 we've been doing this show for a while, and I like dropping like little things. And like as, as our audience starts to get more and more familiar with us, I do like stuff like this. Like, real truth. Do you guys talk to each other when you're not streaming? I mean, those of y'all who know, you know, know that we know that we live together. Like these these two rooms here are only like a, a couple of feet or yards apart. So we're in the same apartment. Yes, well, like I I do ask him the question. So how was your week? Yeah, I know how his week was. <laughs> I do that to bolster conversation to make entertainment happen. Don't tear down the veil. Keep up the mystique. <laughs> you are in Delaware and I am in Saskatchewan. Yeah. Why, uh, why, why was it, those are the first words that came to my head. I'm actually the one with the pain in the neck right now. So I just discovered uh biofreeze, not, not, not a sponsor uh, and rubbed it on my neck yesterday. Oh, it's so good. Like I will never go to Bengay or icy hot ever again. That's no, we're, we're, we're both the ones with pain in the neck. Mine I mean, yeah. longer. <laughs> Just because I'm older, it's that's the truth. You got it, nailed it. Would you like this show to continue? Uh, yeah. How does that wall look? Dirty. I kind of need to clean it just a little bit. <laughs> Anyways, uh, 
So one of the things I know for me that I've uh, I've been working on, I I got a new laptop because this thing ain't fast. <laughs> this thing is slow. <laughs> I got a new laptop to uh, be able to work on video stuff, like say our uh, ranking video that we did. We did the ranking of the 2020, like our our top 10 2020 streaming services. Uh, by the way, those of y'all have watched it, thank you. That one, uh, its performance is doing very well. It's, yeah. uh, we've tried doing ranking videos before, just one off here and there. Uh, maybe I didn't promote it right. Maybe it wasn't tagged right or something, but they just really don't seem to hit. We usually get like maybe 20 views total still. <laughs> um, so I like the fact that that one's getting, that one's getting some good traction. So thank y'all for watching it. If you've watched it already, if you haven't watched it, go check it out. It's on this channel. It's uh, me and him with these faces. Uh, and it says like 2020 top 10, 2020 streaming services. It's a lot of, it was a lot of fun to make. I did a lot of creative stuff with it. I enjoyed it. Hope to do another one. We're not doing another one this week though, because the laptop that I bought, I did buy an open box, a used one, and it was still locked to the previous owner. So I can't do anything because I bought it at a retail store and I have no way of getting to that previous owner to, Hey, I need you to unlock these things. Um, so I'm stuck with a laptop I can't use yet. So I hope to be fixing that within the next like couple of days. Uh, otherwise, we will be back up and having a another ranking video uh, next week. Very Wednesday. soon. Very so. soon. <laughs> Anyways, that's where I'm at with this because stuff. Um, stuff. Anyways, I think that's it for like personal stuff. Uh, quick, I didn't see. What else is going on in the news? Well, I'll just say I didn't see, but I might have one more thing to add to the news list that I believe happened today too. So I can I can bring that up first when we get to news. Just let me know. Okay, you might, you might have that logged down, but I want to go ahead and bring it up still anyway, just in case. But anyway, no, carry on. Uh, uh, talking about. We, talk, we want to talk about what we've seen recently, and I haven't seen anything new. I just rewatched Stranger Than Fiction, which is a fantastic movie, by the way. Uh, rewatched it first time after a long time, and man, there's some stuff in there that I didn't catch the first time around. Like uh, the Sonic cool. guys? No, I knew they were there. They were <laughs> apparent the first time I saw it because back in the heyday, their uh, popularity in the Sonic commercials. Yeah. Yeah, that was the weirdest thing when I when I watched that movie. I was like, why are the two guys from Sonic in this movie, and why are they not talking about tater tots? <laughs> like, yeah, why did they randomly just cast both of them to the movie at the same time? That, yeah, that was just really strange. So I, I like I don't know why the both of them like popped up. I can understand like if one of them was in the movie, you're like, oh, there's that one guy from that Sonic commercial, but both of them, that was odd. Yeah. Um, what else we got? <laughs> you guys haven't swapped faces yet. No, that would get the views. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Gar says I'm 10 of those 20 views on our previous ranking videos. I know like I did the, I did the one long time ago, like, uh, movies that I recommend, uh, if like horror movies, I recommend if you don't like horror movies. So basically all the horror movies I could think of that were popular mainstream, but don't have like any blood guts and gore in it. Because uh, that's typically, for the most part, what people don't like horror movies for. Um, and then, of course, you get the people that they don't like jump scares. They just don't like to be scared at all. So they don't like sitting there and like, <gasps> all of a sudden type of thing. 
Um, which still so basically, it's a, it's a list of movies that I would like. Yeah, the, the list of movies that he could watch that fall under the horror genre. Yeah. Um, you're not a master hacker, Robert. No, I'm not. Uh, there's some stuff I can hack. I hacked into my, I think I was like in seventh grade or so. I remember hacking into our computers at school because they were like the old, old Apple computers and like the, the computer teacher who was in charge of them kept like all the games and stuff like behind, like you had to log, actually log into the hard drive to get to them. And it took a password to get to it. And I figured out that uh, you could get into it by just opening every single app. For some weird reason, uh, opening every application on the computer would cause the computer to feed back into its like actual like RAM, uh, additional RAM that was locked in the hard drive. So it would force the hard drive to open without the password. And then I could access all the, all the games they had, which was like Solitaire and Lemmings. So, right. I don't know. Go figure. Uh, but I remember doing that, and then like I got in trouble, and I wasn't allowed in the computer lab unless I had supervision. Like I was gonna hack into like the national government uh, <laughs> internet or something next. Like first my high school, next the government. Like I'm gonna hack into the CIA or something. <laughs> like yeah. that was so weird. Um. That's no, not Windows 10. It is a uh, it is a Mac. I do everything uh, everything on my Macs because they all work together, and I like the way they work. I am an, network. I am an Apple fan. So, uh, well, I guess. I mean, they're not giving me a discount, so <laughs> uh, that's what I've been up to this past week and stuff and fun things. Uh, what What's movie news? What movie news we got to jump into? There's a good uh, there's a good bit here. There's a whole slew of like craziness going on. Yeah, so the first thing I saw um again, I'm not sure. Can't remember if you said that you put this down last minute or not, but uh apparently CBS All Access is turning into Paramount Plus. Oh, I did not do that. No, yeah, it's happening in March. It looks like it is they are transforming, they are discontinuing it being known as CBS All Access and turning it to Paramount Plus, which I feel like we all kind of saw coming sort of uh, because that just seems like the natural way of rebranding things because you want to start see the great thing about CBS all access is you got your star treks and your, your shows and stuff on there, but that's not branded in such a way that you can maybe put all the, uh, the paramount parent company movies and stuff on there in, so I th it's 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 interesting to me that they're like okay you know what they're just going to rebrand this and now we're going to start including like MTV Nickelodeon and and all the other like companies that are branded underneath Paramount so that would be kind of interesting because you know they're going to sell that completely based off of the fact that they're probably going to have like all of SpongeBob SquarePants on there uh, yep. I know they they would sell to me if they would put like all the original uh, MTV Beavis and ButtHead on there. Uh, because probably I will be. the what it, it probably will be okay that would be cool uh because i've only watched like a few of those episodes when i was younger because i was not allowed to watch them in our household because it was mtv and i just really wasn't allowed to watch mtv it was MTV. 
in a, it, MTV was a little too risque for our household when I was a kid. So it was it was inappropriate. I had to I had to watch uh, episodes of Beavis and Butthead on Friday nights after I have watched the family friendly uh, TGIF, and yep. mom mom and dad were out like on their Friday night date and they weren't home. I don't know where you were at, but uh, then they would come back from their date night and my MTV viewing was over. It was funny because like yeah. I used I used to have the remote control like sit there in my hand. I would watch MTV with it in my hand with the the ability to hit like last channel and I would have it go to last channel, something that looked like something I would watch. And then I would hit the channel up and down. So if they hit last channel, it obviously would not go back to MTV. And then I had like both the locks on the door locked to give me like extra time. So as soon as I heard them and the door started jiggling, I had plenty of time to hit those buttons. So funny. And I'm glad they don't watch this live stream because I'd probably be, be grounded for admitting that publicly. But I mean, you know, <laughs> they're going to ground you now. <laughs> Where are they going to ground? Yeah. You're yeah. grounded to your room. I spend 90% of my day here anyways. <laughs> Thanks, mom and dad. You're grounding <laughs> me after you got a divorce. Cool. Um, <laughs> Thank you for grounding me to my room. My bed is here. Yeah. <laughs> hmm, butthead. Have you two ever thought about music video reactions? <laughs> um someone someone said that like on I, I can't remember was it on twitter or was it in a comment on another one of our youtube videos that someone actually said that we do resemble beavis and butthead and here's the thing we actually could if Don't. we if we did it upright i mean especially like me look at this uh yeah shut up beavis like we could actually probably get away with it Speak for yourself. I resemble a Roman god. <laughs> okay, <laughs> a Roman Look at my god. Chiseled jaw. Look at it. Yes, you do. Re you you represent the Roman god of Cornholius. <laughs> like you could easily be Beavis. So run, Squire, fetch my TP. I don't know if these are the words Squire, thou require TP for my bunghole. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, anyways, I would love anyway, that. So, uh, yeah, so this uh, Paramount Plus, uh, I want to say that Comedy Central also falls under this. Oh, yeah, they do. So, you're going to get your South Park and on top of that as well. You better uh, get your Chappelle show and pay Dave Chappelle what he is owed for that. Comedy Central specials and, and stuff, all, all, all of that. You know, you get your daily show, all of that. Uh, here's the thing. This makes me start thinking, I know we talk about a lot about, oh, they introduced streaming services and how many more streaming services are they going to be? Well, this is a rebranding of one. So it's not a new streaming service per se, but what I'm concerned about is up until this point, our, uh, the our our big our big main streaming service that everyone always knows and talks about was Netflix. Mm -hmm. They're quickly running out of content that they're going to be able to uh, to show on their streaming service because every other studio that owns that content is putting out a streaming service to play that content for themselves. Yeah. So Disney, all Disney content from Netflix goes to Disney. All Marvel, the Star Wars goes to HBO Max. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, 
Uh, and now you've got everything from Nickelodeon, Paramount in general, all your Comedy Central stuff. Uh, Peacock Universal took back The Office and Parks and Rec. And obviously they got all the Universal stuff that's going to be going over there. Netflix, this is why I think Netflix, you see them like bolstering up their uh, original content. And Netflix is eventually going to become a, hey, you're, you're, you've signed up to our streaming service because you just like the stuff that we produce. Yeah. Now, that's a problem if they keep canceling their shows after three seasons. But, hey, that <laughs> might not be here, here nor there. So, yeah. Uh, it's kind of funny thinking back like at Netflix and how like I remember when they started because I remember being in the military in Georgia having the subscription to their DVD because they they would yeah. quickly get those DVDs out to you. And <laughs> I got nothing else to do. I'm sitting in my dorm needing to watch movies. So uh, I loved having that DVD subscription, but it was really funny ha that having that. And now look at where Netflix is. Like I would have mm -hmm. never thought back then that that's where Netflix was headed. So because we didn't really we didn't really know anything about a streaming service back then. Streaming services weren't really a thing. Uh, that was let's say what was that two thousand two thousand one, or yeah, roughly. So that that was even before YouTube became a thing because YouTube really wasn't a thing till like two thousand five. Yep. Yeah. So interesting. Um. Yeah, that's that's gonna leave a lot a, a lot out of uh, Netflix's hands, and I hope their original content is good. They have set themselves up to be really good as far as original content, uh, just as long as they don't make a sequel to Bird Box. Oh God, <laughs> Bird Boxes <laughs> or Cuties. <laughs> hey, oh, all right, moving on. Um, what's next in the news? Uh, so. Uh, speaking of uh, Warner Brothers uh, and HBO Max, HBO Max was pretty much sold, and we said this in the streaming video. Uh, if you haven't seen the streaming video, you can click the uh, right hand up here. No, we don't have that up here. Um, they were basically started right out the gate by telling everyone, we're going to have the Justice League Snyder Cut on our platform. And that's been like it's been almost a year. I would say they announced that like what back in March of last year. So we got a couple more months and then it's been a, roughly a year since HBO max had announced and then went live. Yeah, uh, they, they were doing it around the same time going live with the service. And Oh, by the way, we're going to have the Snyder cut and it, it, they only in a way to make you think that it was going to be available on day one, but mm -hmm. then they're like, Oh no, it's not going to be for like another year. But this is how good our service okay. this, this is where our service is aiming. This is the content that we're going to hopefully bring to you. So please go ahead and sign up right now to see what we have available for you now. In the future, here's what's coming. Yeah. Uh, over the almost past year, there's been lots of things that have been happening with like news about the Snyder Cut. We know that he, uh, Zack Snyder has been working on it. Uh, going back and doing like some kind of like secondary shots, uh, fixing some of the uh, the special effects, making Steppenwolf look even worse than he was before. Um, <laughs> and we've heard this kind of like ping pong back and forth. Well, is this going to be a movie? No, this is now going to turn into a four four episode, like one hour long 
TV miniseries type of thing. Uh, well, now it's been announced that this is going to be one four-hour-long movie. Uh, and it's not going to have a post credit scene. Like, no post credits at all. Uh, which, uh, real quick on that one, I would say makes sense because so far what we've gotten news about is that this is has nothing to do with the rest of the DCEU. This is completely aside from like any kind of a direction the DCEU may be going at this point. Who knows? Uh, but it is outside of whatever that weird line is. Yeah, and that's a, that's a weird thing to say because honestly... Uh, if this thing performs really well, really, really well on HBO Max, they f- see like there's a bunch of new subscribers and a lot of repeating viewings and everything. And, you know, and however, the the money earning money back works on viewing uh, content on a streaming service. If they see that it's a giant success, I could see them kind of walking back that statement a little bit going, well, you know what? Actually, we decided that this is going to be the main continuity uh Justice League and the one that we put in theaters before, forget about it. Uh, this is this is our story. This is where we're moving forward. And the only reason, the only reason I can see them doing that, just as much as like we've been seeing the news flip flop back and forth them, for them going, it's four episodes to no, it's just four. It's just a four hour movie. Is that I don't think the DC and the WB knows what they're doing still with anything. Uh, we made the we talked about the news announcement a while back where they were saying that they want to do like six movies a year. They want to put two on HBO max and then four theatrically or three HBO max three, whatever the breakdown was uh, that they come out with these things. They say these things and then another movie comes out and they change their mind or six months later, they change their mind. And that's, that's kind of been the big problem with what they're doing. Uh, cause I know that we should have gotten like the green lantern core by now. We should have gotten a cyborg movie, which I, that's definitely not going to happen. <laughs> that's point. probably not going to happen at this point. Um, and that's a completely different story, honestly, but yeah. still, uh, I'm just eager to find out if they finally get a hold of a plan that they want to keep and actually keep to it. The problem is, is that I still think they're missing. And we've said this before time, time again, they're still missing their Kevin Feige over there. So, yeah, we can talk about the Snyder Cut all day, but uh, it's I'm gonna, I'm going to be interested in watching it. I am because there's a lot of hype built around uh, seeing Zack Snyder's full vision that he actually had for the movie uh, come to fruition. But outside of that, DC the DCU is really losing me. Yeah. Uh, they've been they've been fairly decent, I would say, with the small tracks that they have in mind. Uh, like while like we, we on this channel, were not huge fans of wonder woman 84. Uh, I could at least acknowledge like following wonder Woman. It's a decent movie. It's nowhere near like a bad movie. I probably will watch it again eventually someday, possibly. I don't know. Uh, but like it, it was a decent movie. I would like, if I want to put it into perspective, uh, it, I would say it was probably better than X-Men The Last Stand, easily. Like, I mean, it had some really good moments. There was some good character building. I did like Kristen Wiig in it. I mean, I'm, I don't want to retread over, like, not liking it again or re-reviewing it, but uh, I think they were doing pretty good. Shazam! Uh, Shazam! I mean, speaking of old TV shows, um, <laughs> we'll cover some more here in a bit. Uh 
they seem like they were on a pretty good track to grow that particular franchise. Uh, they're supposed to be Shazam 2. We're going to get, hopefully, maybe, possibly, someday, Black Adam. Uh, so that franchise has some good potential there. Shazam was a good movie. Um, generally, people liked Aquaman. I'm not a fan of the character, but, I mean, I, sorry, I don't mean to say that. Please don't dislike this video because I said that. I, I'm open. I like Aquaman. Aquaman's cool. He talks to fish. And I don't. Uh, look, we got a dislike on the video. <laughs> oh, look, we got two dislikes on the video. Two punks. <laughs> um, <laughs> we did that on purpose. <laughs> uh, but, I mean... Like again, I, I understand good. There was good storytelling in that Aquaman movie. There's a good direction for that franchise to go as well. So their individual franchises, if they could grow and expand upon them, fantastic. Um, yeah. I, I I'm with I'm with a lot of people. I want to see a Man of Steel too. That would be great. Yeah. Um, I would have liked to have seen him do something with uh, Ben Affleck more with like expand his Batman, not go yeah. back to whatever this like uh Battenson that we have here. Uh while I'm eager for that movie as well. I just I want to keep I, I want a one central like MCU with DC and anything we get from DC is all connected to the DCEU. I know we're already like off the we're already off the deep end with the Joker movie. So which yeah. that was pretty good, but I mean, anyway. again, I, I, that's something the MCU has done very well. And again, because we don't have that single figurehead like Kevin Feige, who apparently Ben Affleck absolutely loves. So <laughs> maybe we'll see Ben Affleck in the Marvel Cinematic He's Universe now. The greatest living producer of our age. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I have not seen another producer I would say that could handle something as massive as what he's done so far. Not, I'm, I'm completely not saying that as a as a Marvel comic movie lover. Just as a movie lover, you find me one other producer who could take on a gigantic franchise like that. Like, not even Star Wars has had that level of a a, a person in control. Oh, come on, what? What George Lucas? You want to say George? You, do you want to say George Lucas has had that level of control? Yeah, tell I, that to episode one. <laughs> I don't want to say a damn thing. <laughs> but uh, okay, uh, no, I I know where you're going, and I as of right now, this second, I would agree. Dave Filoni with Star Wars is probably headed in that direction. But I mean, it's going to take more time and more producing for that to for that really to come to full fruition. But I mean, uh, he's done a fantastic job so far. Okay, so I'll say something. Uh, yeah, Dave Filoni has been fantastic for Star Wars television. But yeah. as far as as far as like who's been the top one of the top producers, you, you got to give you do still have to give some credit to Kathleen Kennedy, even if you don't like the Star Wars movies that have been produced. Kathleen Kennedy is one of our top producers still. I mean, she's had her hands in like pretty much everything that Lucasfilm has done, and as well as what Back to the Future. Uh, was it? Did she? Did she like have a part like E.T. or something? Like, I mean, she yeah, E.T. Does she go she's back like, that far? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> How old do you think she is? <laughs> she she goes back 
quite a bit. I, no, uh, I didn't know. I, I didn't think she had that much of a control way back when. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she, she did. She, okay. She's she's yeah. been one of like the top producers like of all time. So I wouldn't say necessarily at this at this point. I think I agree with Ben Affleck. I would put Kevin Feige as like pretty much the top just solely alone on what has been accomplished with the MCU. And you have to, based on how much money the MCU has made, how successful each and every single one of those movies is in the box office, it's kind of hard to beat that at this point. But that's uh, that's kind of off topic. We were talking about uh, the Snyder Cut and how it's now four hours long. And you know what? I'll still watch it. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I saw like a news article was talking about like how problematic is that instead of making it TV shows, making it four hours long. I was like, you know how many people are gigantic fans of the Lord of the Rings extended cuts? There's a lot of people that love those movies. Now, the argument for that, though, unfortunately, is there's still a lot of positive like feedback and reviews of the extended cut. Uh, a lot of people like those movies. They're very well reviewed still. Um, yeah. I don't think you're going to get that unless you get that high level quality of review for this, the Snyder cut. I think you're, you are in a bit of a, uh, of a pushback. It, it's it's going to, it's going to be kind of hard to be able to convey that same kind of epic level storyline in a four hour long justice league movie, especially in a movie where essentially most of it, the, I, the idea the story that it, the movie is really based off of, we've already seen, we already know this movie is still going to involve Steppenwolf trying to get the mother boxes for dark side. There's added footage to it. There's more storyline that's, that's being built around that, but that's still the follow through of this movie. And yeah. And I think that's going to be kind of hard to be able to build upon that and sustain your audience for four hours on something that we already know how kind of how it goes. And it didn't have a lot of like fanfare to begin with. Unlike cool. Lord of the Rings, like say return of the King, which was like what, three hours long and was already well loved just in that three hour cut. Then they expanded it to like four, and people still loved it. That's yeah. why we'll I for think sure have to fighting. We'll for sure have to see because I know uh, Zack Snyder's not using anything that Joss Whedon shot, so uh, we'll have to see how much of the original story is actually intact and how much of the story they actually changed when Joss Whedon came aboard. But we'll see. I mean, yeah, if that thing completely just takes off a whole nother direction, that yeah. I would be very interested in. But so far, I mean. I have Possible. to assume since this movie involves Steppenwolf, that's probably the direction that they're going again with it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I was <laughs> replacing mother boxes with bird boxes. That's not going to make the movie better. I mean, I'm just saying. So, moving on. Um, we're talking about uh, who, who said that in here? Who said that? Who said the thing? Got, someone was saying that Godzilla versus Kong trailer will premiere online on the 24th of January. You know, that's some good information to uh, have there uh, because. Oh, it's a Sunday. Looks like we got we like, to, we, we like to do reactions to trailers here. So that'll be good to know. So we have that prepared. But uh, namely because Godzilla versus Kong has been moved up. Uh, it's been moved up from, it was coming out in May, 
in both the theater and HBO Max, which if you can see that in a theater, go to a theater. It's Godzilla versus Kong. Don't watch it on your phone. But it's been moved up to March 26th. Oh, the way Chris Nolan intended me to see this. <laughs> to watch Tenet. <laughs> what you need is you need one of those refrigerators that has the little screen above the ice maker. And then that's where you watch Tenet. <laughs> if you're a kitchen stool, just set it down there and you just watch it. <laughs> it's not a kitchen fridge. stool. Anytime you need a drink, you just like reach up and like refill your glass. And <laughs> hey, <laughs> I want some snacks. Oh, darn it. <laughs> Open the door. <laughs> There's some cheese. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're moving this. This is kind of funny because we're we're reporting news on a movie being pushed up instead of pushed back. This is the first time in a very long time that we've talked about a movie being pushed up. Are, are, are we sure everything's okay in the world? Like we didn't like fall into like the bizarro world, did we? I mean. 2021 seems very different, very different than 2020. <laughs> Already our movies are being pushed forward instead of pushed back. Like, um, yeah, that's odd for that. Uh, so I like the fact that the trailer, that there is possibly going to be a trailer coming out the 24th uh, because yeah. I'm eager to see it. Uh, again, we've said it before on here. Like, I'm not a huge fan of like the Godzilla movies we've gotten already. Uh, I can I could kind of understand like the argument of the first Godzilla. I think that played more into the Mudos. Yep. And the King of Monsters was very Godzilla-less. For most of that, I think that played more to the humans involved more than the no. monsters. No, to to be fair, the King of Monsters did have more Godzilla than the first one did, but the problem is is that the storyline they had surrounding everything was just kind of dull. It just yeah. felt kind of dull to me. The first one I really liked, even though Godzilla was only heavily featured to more towards the end of the movie. I still really enjoyed it, and the storyline uh, for the human characters in that movie wasn't as dull as King of the Monsters. That being said, again, we're still looking forward to Godzilla versus King Kong because it's Godzilla versus King Kong. Skull Dude, Island like, wasn't bad. Skull Island yeah, was interesting. I like Skull Island. I thought it was really good. Um... But yeah, uh, I'm very, I'm very much on board with the movie being pushed forward instead of back this time. I understand like obviously the world and mostly the United States is still fighting through some, uh, fighting through some of that pandemic stuff. But for the most part, uh, you know, we're, we're rocking theaters open in, in some locations, putting in a bunch of safety protocols. Uh, it's a nice thought to see some of these, these movies uh, kind of trickle back into that the the theatrical style, even if uh, a lot of people are probably still going to go to like HBO Max for this just because they don't feel safe. And that's completely their prerogative. It's completely fine. Totally, totally sound decision making. Uh, for those who do feel safe in the theater, uh, I'm glad that it is it is still being put there and that they're even moving it up so that we can kind of get these trailers and get some of these movies back in store uh, very selfishly for us because we are, <laughs> I want YouTube to react channel. <laughs> and we want, and we need the content for our channel. I want to uh, react. <laughs> last year was very dry for the content on our channel. We were in a desert, so to speak. So it's nice to have that Oasis back again. And no one likes a dry channel. I'm just saying nobody likes a dry channel. I know they make creams and stuff for that, but 
<laughs> there's creams and moist moisturizers, um, lubricants. Uh, anyway, so speaking of <laughs> speaking of lubricants, what that what? Yeah, so uh, in the chat we got Aqua Waters. I can't believe we haven't gotten a, con- a Godzilla vs. Con trailer yet. That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, apparently it's coming, and I, again, as these movies more and more, as we get like more into this year with the vaccine and everything that's being more uh, prevalent, I believe we're gonna start seeing more and more movies like really anchoring into the spot that they're in. The the other issue that we have with this to keep in mind is is that 2021 movies already were being planned and set up. And now we're also getting the 2020 movies that are having to build around them. Some of those 2020 movies still have the same amount of hype that they had to begin with, uh, say fast and furious nine. Uh, that's another, that's one of those movies that whatever weekend it chooses to come out, you don't plan anything else to come out that weekend. If you were a movie that was like in 2021, you got to move <laughs> that that fast and furious nine is going to dominate that weekend. So I think a lot of this is while we should have seen trailers so far already for some of these movies, they're really looking at where, where can they actually anchor at? And I think that's probably a lot of the reason why uh, the Warner brothers movies are going uh, day and date with HBO max is because if nothing else, they're like, screw it with the theaters. We could at least release on HBO Max so people can see that. And we'll just anchor to that particular day. If you have a theater open to see it, you can see it in the theater if you want. If not, there's HBO Max. We're going to push this movie out and continue on with our lives. And yeah. I think that's I think that's what they're doing here. Yeah, because the other side of the coin is that you get a situation where Bond is being pushed again. Yeah, how many trailers uh, have we gotten on that so far? It, we've gotten, I believe, pretty much all the typical trailers that you would get for that movie. First, second, you know, sometimes a third. You know, we've gotten all the trailers, all the marketing for that. Uh, it's getting pushed again. You're. It's not that. It's not that you know we forget there's another Bond coming. It's that general audiences, people with other stuff in their lives who aren't, you know, in the thinking in the movie space day in and day out, like some of us are, they're doing other stuff. They're going to work or they're staying home and homeschooling right now, or they're doing other stuff that's just taking up priority space in their mind. They, they're not going to remember that. Oh yeah. There was supposed to be another bond movie that was coming out. And so all the marketing that you've done is kind of money out the window at this point. And I think that's one of the biggest issues with this pandemic and what it's done to 2020 movies is that, all the marketing that you did for these movies is really out the window because if you're pushing them a year away, you're going to need to do all that marketing over again to get back into people's minds and let them know, Hey, this movie does exist. It is coming. Oh, right. That's right. I do want to go see that. We were supposed to get that movie already. And the one that I will keep bringing up is if you look at the amount of money that the marketing for uh, for Fast Furious 9 has used, remember, they've only released one trailer. That trailer came at the end of a live YouTube broadcast of a massive concert. I believe it was like two or three hours long, and then they premiered the trailer. That was millions of dollars spent. Yep, on that particular marketing to bring you that concert, to bring you that trailer. 
And then it was like a week later, they're like, oh, there's a pandemic. Let's just push this back. Like, or I don't, I think it was more than a week because I think there was like probably a, an entire month in between the pandemic when that trailer came out. But I mean, still, that was like a month, month and a half. That's a huge amount of time there that all of a sudden they're like, oh, no, we're just going to push this all the way till next year. We haven't seen hide or hair of a trailer since then. Uh, That's very- cool very little talk on the internet about it so that still makes me laugh because back when they did that we were all going really a year you're gonna yeah. push it a full like 365 days really you think this is gonna be that bad just push it a couple months into maybe like the end of summer you should be fine <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> well here we are a year later we're going hmm, i wonder if they're gonna push it again Mm-hmm. Um, I think at this point, though, like everything that's supposed to come out that last year that's supposed to come out this year, you know, bond aside, I don't know if we're going to be seeing too many more pushes. I think you're going to start seeing like what Warner Brothers did for HBO Max. You're going to start seeing a lot of these. If they're not pushing to a streaming service of some kind day and date, they're going to be doing video on demand day and date. So that's uh, that's kind of where we're at with this stuff. You know, you see Godzilla and... <laughs> Not so fast, furious. <laughs> I like that. Uh, very furious. Not quite fast. Um, that's going to be like when they all like come back together uh, in their old age. Everyone's like really old and in a retirement home, and they're all very angry, but they're not quick anymore. They've all got NOS tanks uh, hooked up to their wheelchairs. wheelchairs. I'm, to, I, I'm looking for a 10 second wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna be wheeling out to the uh, the courtyard, having races with each other around the fountain. <laughs> I roll my butt a quarter mile at a time. Like really? That's, That's actually pretty quick. <laughs> You're really quick for your age. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, we're gonna start seeing if like movies like this, they're getting uh, they're getting pushed up. But I think we're gonna start seeing all these movies are pretty much gonna be locking in to where they're gonna be at. And some of them might might call a video on demand day and date or a streaming mm-hmm. service day and date, but they're not gonna be too keen on pushing these movies too much more. Unless, of course, there's like some hard evidence that okay, in like three months' time, uh, I don't know why the freckle on my arm has anything to do with it, but in three months' time. Uh, it's for sure we're going to have the vaccine rolled out to enough people and it's going to be safe to kind of go back out in public again. You know, uh, that's then, then you have a little more hard evidence. Like, okay, you know what? Let's push it just a little bit more. That way we can ensure that there's going to be more of an audience that will feel safe going back to a theater again. But outside of that, and I don't think that in three months time we'll be in that position, but outside of that situation, I think, yeah, uh, all these movies are going to be locking into place where they're at and going to be doing some kind of video on demand and theater simultaneous releases, yeah. which none of us predicted that, you know, at the top of this whole thing, we were kind of thinking, how do you get theaters back in action? How do you, how do you get them rolling again? And none of us really thought like, well, maybe if they do like a slow trickle of releasing it for home viewing and theatrical release, then you know, then we can start reeling back into, okay, no, okay, no home releases on this one. Theaters, theaters only. That's an interesting way to go about it. Uh, I mean, look at uh, real quick. Cause I know we need to move on, but I mean, look at uh, what happened with wonder woman 84. That was a big, that was a big blockbuster. It was supposed to come out earlier in 2020 and then they released it 
like say if you have HBO Max, you get it for free, or you can still go see it in the theater. The thing to keep in mind is for the almost the cost of one movie ticket to go see Wonder Woman in the theater, you could have HBO Max. Or you could subscribe to HBO through your cable provider and get access to HBO Max as well. You could have all that content that HBO has, that Warner Brothers has on the HBO Max platform. You could have all that content for the same cost as going to a theater once for one person to see Wonder Woman 84. And there was still a significant amount of box office revenue made off of Wonder Woman 84. So, yeah, people are are desperate to go back to a movie theater the second it's that it, it, they're able to, uh, whether it's your own personal comfort level or if it really is like, hey, this is over. Let's go back to the movies and let's all celebrate. Because I know I don't know about anyone else. I am eager for a midnight Rocky Horror Picture Show again which I know the uh, Alamo Draft House here in Austin, Texas is very happy to oblige by that. But (laughs) where's your neck? It's right here and it hurts. Look, I am waiting for that with great Antissa. Say it. Patient. Moving on. Uh, So (laughs) speaking of uh, indie type films, Kevin Smith announced that Clerks 3, the script is complete. Uh, a lot of this is stuff that he's been planning on for a while. Some of this seemingly has to uh, deal with uh, like him since uh, having the heart attack. What are you doing? I'm trying to do a crowd cheering sound effect, but I don't have that available to me. So Yeah, we don't have the stream tech on this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Clerks 3, the script is done. Uh, which means they're moving forward. And from what I've, uh, from what was announced by Kevin Smith, uh, apparently they've got like Dante, Randall, Elias, Becky, like like a lot of these characters are coming back for this one. Um, I am so super eager for this because if you remember the end of Clerks two, uh, Dante and Randall have decided to buy the Quick Stop with. Uh, money loaned to them by Jay and Silent Bob, who are also back, of course. Uh, but they're now running the quick stop again. And I, as much as I love Clerks 2, I love the back and forth. Just, just the the nature of the first Clerks movie, where there really wasn't that much of a story. It really was like individual vignettes of how they interacted with customers throughout the day. Anyone who works customer service in any form or fashion just immediately connected with that, didn't you? He says yes. (laughs) So, like, I'm so super eager for this. I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan. Uh, I love the fact that he's a part of the movie trivia schmodown. If you don't know what that is, just look up the movie trivia schmodown. If you like movie trivia, you will like that show as well. Uh, but the other thing I like is that Kevin Smith released like the first, what was it like? Was it like half a page of the, the first page? Something like that, right? Yeah. Uh, so, so weird. I have to look at the wall and then look back here for the actual like interaction response. Um, (laughs) yeah, I know. Uh, so that 
that half a page is basically saying Dante's pulling up, getting out of his car, getting go, walking into the uh, the quick stop with uh, My Chemical Romance's Welcome to the Black Parade playing. I'm very interested in this. Uh, the music for the original Clerks was great. Um, and the, uh, let's see if I can remember the music for Clerks 2. Yes. Clerks 2 had a good soundtrack as well. Kevin Smith has been really good at his use of music in his movies. And so therefore I expect Clerks 3 to have like really good music as well. You do realize that while you're the one that's being silent, I'm technically the one named Bob. It's it, it's not Robin Silent Chris. So your thoughts on uh, Clerks 3 there? I got nothing. No, nah, no, nah, that checks. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm so glad I was able to play that bit out to to that extent. Um, yeah. yeah, no, uh, this is great. Uh, I'm I'm very happy for Kevin Smith. I love that he is trusted enough that he's able to like go in and like kind of finish these movies, these these series of movies that he made back in the day when he had five dollars to his name to make a movie with. Yeah, I mean, Clerks, Clerks, he had to take out a loan and he had to sell off like his entire comic book collection to get the funding for that. Or he had to max out a bunch of credit cards, sell his comic book collection, uh, which, of course, he has since replenished yeah. with an entire store, which now he's in the middle of relocating his uh, the Jay and Silent Bob secret stash. Uh, which that's fun to watch on. Uh, I think it's on his YouTube channel where they're talking about it. Uh, so like, I like clerks three. I, I like, I want to see this, like my body needs this type of thing. Interesting phraseology. But, um, yeah, the, the thing about it is even if you, for some reason you don't like the movies, which, okay. If for some reason you don't like them, you at least have to love the, the romantic side of movie making that you, you pick up like Kevin Smith is actually making clerks three yeah like he's actually gotten to a point in his career where he can make clerks three and he's got studio funding to do it mm -hmm. like that's that's just that's just really cool that's just a really cool thing yeah um let's let's dive back oh yeah before we get into more movie news yeah thank you Shug. Uh, speaking of the Schmodown, uh, those of y'all who aren't following, uh, the movie trivia Schmodown is so popular that you have a lot of after shows reactors. It's it's basically the sports center uh, of after shows with the movie trivia Schmodown. Uh, the Let's Get Ready Network is a, are they're big fans of the Schmodown as well. They do like a lot of reactions and breakdowns to the Schmodown. Go check those those people out over there because they are all fine fine people to listen to to get to know. And I'm just lost in words here. Like that that's that's how they make me feel. I'm just lost in grammar. Is that something I should get checked out? You, well, here's the thing. You should get something checked out, but I don't know if that's it. <laughs> Good point. Um, <laughs> moving on, let's get back into the uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe real quick. Uh, okay. If we must, sure. Uh, it, it was reported that Chris Evans is coming back to the MCU. 
Now, I will say real quick that this was some news that was uh, that was blasted out, and Chris Evans was quick to on his Twitter to do like a shrug emoji with news to me. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't believe anything that anyone says in Hollywood nowadays. I mean, the the uh, thing about this whole situation is, yeah, the thing about this whole situation is, do we trust the news story? Do we trust Chris Evans's response to the news story? I don't know. Uh, really, so there's not a whole lot to say here other than if you get surprised at all that Marvel can throw money at Chris Evans to try to bring him back and he'll actually do it, then you're going to be surprised about a lot of things that movie studios can accomplish. Because uh, that's not it's not very surprising. Like I think that we we love the way Cap's storyline ended but i think the thing to keep in mind is that if he comes back it's not necessarily to continue the storyline of cat past endgame because he's old you can't um it's more so to maybe bring him back in i know like they're, they're talking like maybe he's coming in to shoot like another one of those funny little psa videos like from spider-man and play it like within the uh miss marvel uh show Mm -hmm. Th this kind of thing this kind of negotiation that could play into part of it and that would lead into why chris evans would be quick to go am i back i don't know because he can't say anything he can't say anything yeah. if that's the case there's been rumors that like say like we know it's been announced already that kang the conqueror who is a time traveler uh has already been announced for the next ant-man movie uh given the fact that he has the possibility to play with time and that captain america was also essentially playing with time come the end of end game there might be some uh like crossing of the streams crossing of the streams really uh of the two of them and that 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 might be where he like fits into this uh yeah. i know a lot a lot of people on the internet they were all saying that they don't like this just because seemingly captain america's story arc is done like they yeah. ended it perfectly there's no reason there's nothing else that needs to be said about captain america he could just continue his nice peaceful life with uh peggy carter and we're all done with it so there's that. The other one that I saw was that he could potentially, because we've got WandaVision and Doctor Strange is going to be dabbling in some multiverses, uh, there might be some kind of like an alternate universe where he is playing a Captain America, but strictly for Hydra, where he's like this Captain America bad guy, like a, a bizarro captain america so to speak that's the second time yeah. i've referenced bizarro tonight and that's really weird <laughs> you got bizarro but, on the brain i guess um uh, but there's also that as well where he may pop up as like a random villain in some movie at some point so this is this is the uh storyline idea i'm into the new story will show how steve rogers in the 60s and 70s started a show for kids called mr rogers neighborhood yeah and he changed his first name to Fred. Um, yeah, that's that, and that. So, I mean, that's the thing is we don't know to what capacity this is. This really could just be, oh, he's coming back for one small cameo appearance, a la Loki turning into him for a Thor movie or something. 
it could be coming back for something like that, in which case there's no reason to have this big to-do over. Chris Evans is coming back to the MC. It's going to be a little, aha, uh -huh, there. It's, it's Cap. Oh, look at that. We miss him. And then move on. Yeah. So uh, it remains to be seen. I don't know if we're going to get too much more news about this. It might just be kind of one of those, just wait and see what, what TV show or movie he randomly pops up in, if in fact this is even true. Yeah. Uh, the other one, uh, speaking of people popping up in the MCU, is Matt Damon uh, has apparently been seen or it's been reported that he's going back to Australia <laughs> where Taika Waititi is currently in the process of filming Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, the last time we saw Matt Damon in the MCU was at the very beginning of Thor Ragnarok uh, during a play that was being put on for uh, <coughs> Loki slash Odin. Are you okay? Matt Damon. There you go. There it is. I was looking for that. Uh, where uh, Matt Damon was playing Loki in this play. Uh, that is his interaction with the MCU thus far. So the thing is, is Australia is, right now is extremely strict on their quarantining of people, especially if they're flying from America because... You know, <laughs> they're doing great. They got concerts and stuff over there. We're, Must be we're nice. doing fantastic on wearing our masks and staying COVID free over Let's here. Be nice. <laughs> so we don't know. Is he playing the same character from Thor Ragnarok? And is this another cameo? I would assume no, just because by him having to go to Australia, he has to quarantine for like two weeks there or so before he's allowed to be out and about and interacting with other people. I don't know if Matt Damon movie star elite up here has the time to, or if the studios even want to pay for Matt Damon and his family, who's also ha happens to be with him, I guess, uh, to quarantine for two weeks in Australia, not able to go anywhere or do anything before he's able to film a cameo role again for another Thor movie. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be a cameo, but the thing of it is that he very well could honestly still be playing the same exact character. And that character could just be more important than we thought he was in Ragnarok. We thought, you know, you thought it was just a one-off funny little cameo in Ragnarok, but it turns out that that character is actually somebody and is actually going to do something. That I would mean, be hilarious. Possibly. We got Christian Bell is playing Gore the God. Uh, was it Gore the God Hunter or whatever? God Butcher. God Butcher. Like, Christian Bell is playing this character. This isn't your A list of Marvel villains here either. So, I mean. No, but Marvel has, has had a tendency with taking a lot of their uh, C, D, D list on down characters and turning them into household names. Yeah. Propping them up higher, letting them ascend to the ranks of fantastic characters that we all love. Look, Guardians of the Galaxy, freaking Groot and Rocket Raccoon are pop culture icons now. And prior to that movie being anything, the only thing I knew about Guardians of the Galaxy was the little figure set that was sitting on the shelf at the toy store I worked at. Yeah, back in the day, and that was the extent of my knowledge of who Guardians of the Galaxy were. So that's that's kind of the turnaround that you see Marvel's had. So 
I don't know. Uh, he very well could be playing a FGH list character within uh, Thor Love and Thunder. Or is it is he going for Thor Love and Thunder? Or are they shooting something with him for the Loki show? Don't know. Uh, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of interesting stuff there. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I did yeah, like that. Like he was the angel Loki in Dogma, uh, which I mean, same name as the god of mischief. But <laughs> and then you had yeah, the mask was uh, of Jim Carrey was the mask of Loki, yep. uh, which it was sought after in the second movie by the Alan Cumming, who played Nightcrawler. Yeah, <laughs> who were all in a movie with Kevin Bacon. It's all connected. Yeah, Momenati. Um, so yeah, MCU stuff happening is weird. Let's talk about something that happened today. Like that something that was announced today that this breaking the what? Breaking news. Yeah, something that happened today before I was able or uh after I had already created the thumbnail for this show cuz like pff, nothing else big newsworthy is going to happen after I create this thumbnail because you know Hollywood always checks in with me and make sure I'm ready to report and talk about news and nothing else could ever happen without Hollywood telling me at all whatsoever because that's how Hollywood works. And um, our show I is done for the night. Good night everybody. <laughs> uh they're doing a Wonka Willy Wonka prequel, like the younger version of Willy Wonka. Uh, this is predicted to come out in 2023, which means it's predicted to come out in 2025 at this rate. Um, <laughs> uh, right now, the, the short list, I guess, that I read uh, is uh, saying that they're looking at possibly Timothy Chalamet or Tom Holland in the role of, of the younger uh, Willy Wonka. Of course, they're looking at those two. And that this movie is seemingly a prequel to the original uh, Willy Wonka with Gene Wilder, not a prequel to the Johnny Depp. Because, well, that movie has Johnny Depp in it. And let's not do anything that involves Johnny Depp right now. <laughs> anyway, um, the, the thing that interests me here is uh, nothing. Um <laughs> No, you know this is going to be a story of how did Wonka get the Oompa Loompas? How did he acquire the capital to be able to create a factory like that? Which, you know, <laughs> you're, you're treading on some really, really, like, uh, some really hard takes there when you talk about that. Because, I mean, essentially, the Oompa Loompas, I guess they were, like, African pygmies or something like that is what the storyline is. At least according to the original, like, Roll Doll books uh, that I read a long time ago, so I might be wrong about it. But I believe that's what it was at least inferring. That <laughs> doesn't bode very well. But, uh, that I mean, that's what we're looking at. We're looking at grabbing, like, a bunch of like the Oompa Loompas are a tribe of people from one nationality being brought over to work in his factory. I think what it's going to end up being is that the way they're going to have to do it, he's going to have to put out a one ad for need help factory workers for a new chocolate factory. And then all of a sudden he's going to hear a knock on his door, open it. And there's just going to be a slew of Oompa Loompas going, we heard you needed some help. I feel like this was like that. We movie. have the magic hands to help you. I feel like this was like the Minions movie with <laughs> Despicable, Despicable Me. <laughs> I mean, honestly. 
Kind of, yeah. <laughs> Banana. Chocolate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pretty much, pretty much that exact thing. Uh, this is one of those one of those projects where right now I'm kind of like I don't really care about this. I don't want to see th this. Isn't a story I need. I I liked the idea of there being some mystery to who Willy Wonka was, how he got to the place he got to before he passed off the factory to Charlie. I liked I liked that. I think it really adds to the character of who Willy Wonka is that you don't know anything about him or where he came from. And that's kind of one of the reasons, even though I know that they were kind of keeping it closer to the book. One of the reasons why I didn't like the new Charlie and the chocolate factory is because they showed a lot of Willy Wonka as a kid and his dad was a dentist and, and all this stuff. And it was like, I, I just, uh, I'm, I'm not connecting with these kinds of story elements. So this might be one of those things where it's like, hey, let's see what a trailer for this movie looks like, and then we'll kind of make a judgment call then. But yeah, and I mean, looking back at the original Willy Wonka with Gene Wilder, that was one of the points to that is that you don't know anything about Willy Wonka. Uh, Gene Wilder even went so far. Uh, most of y'all have probably already heard the story or know of it is when we first see Willy Wonka, when he's greeting everyone at the gate, he does that fall and then a last second, like tuck and roll. And he improvised that basically saying, because from that moment on, you don't know whether to take Willy Wonka serious or not. You don't know if he's joking or if he, if he is actually being serious. And I love that about him that it, it create that one simple move that was improvised created that mystique. And I think that was, that was all you really needed to know about his personality going into that movie. I feel like going back and doing like an, a Willy Wonka origin movie, kind of going to ruin that mystique just a little. Yeah. So, uh, aside from that, get going and doing something like this, where it is a beloved character and you're trying to get someone like Timothy Chalamet or Tom Holland. I think that's fantastic casting. Uh, I mean, argument of whether or not we need this movie aside, if the movie is coming out, it's going to be made. That's a good cat. Either one of them would be fine choices. This might be one of those situations where if I were like Tom Holland or Timothy Chalamet, I'd look at it and go like, does it just sound like a fun thing for me to do in my career? Because I, I probably wouldn't look at it with the eyes of saying, this is going to spawn something huge for me. This is going to be a big deal in my career. This is going to be a huge shining moment. This isn't going to be like Will Smith passing on Neo. This is going to be uh, like if we pass on this. Timothy Chalamet is over here like, well, you know, I, I did Dune. Yeah. I did a bunch of other like artsy movies that really feel fulfilling in my in my life and career. I don't necessarily need to do this. And Tom Holland's like, I'm Spider-Man. My career is set already. I don't yeah. know if I need to. So I don't know. There's a, there's a whole lot to talk about around this. And it's just like I as of right now, just the news of its existence is kind of like, okay, I guess that's, that's going to be a thing. I know we're kind of waiting on like a director to really like, once you get a director, you could start kind of telling what the direction of this movie is potentially going to go. And one thing I was reading is I believe they were talking about potentially trying to seek out uh Taika Waititi for this, which again might be fun. 
that does put a little bit of a different spin on it. If you hear Taika Waititi is attached to anything dealing with Willy Wonka, all of a sudden you're like, well, now, hold on. Let's give this a minute. Because that fits. Now, here's the thing, and I'll be perfectly honest. When I first heard that uh, Tim Burton was doing a Willy Wonka movie, I was like, okay, Willy Wonka, I mean, it is a, there is very dark, parts of that movie even the original one there's very dark things about that the kids all seemingly die throughout this movie in very grotesque type of ways if you think about it i know they played it up for like it was family friendly and no big deal but i mean it was kind of grotesque the way that they all had to leave the the chocolate factory uh and then of course that that boat ride which was not kid friendly at all chicken yeah. <laughs> so when I heard that Tim Burton was doing, I was like, okay, this could be fun. Um, but then not only did he did not do like the super scary boat ride, he also showed the kids leaving the chocolate factory at the end. Seemingly okay. Some of them were kind of like messed up for the rest of their lives, but physically stretched they out and, and they were fine. I was like, the original movie was more darker than the Tim Burton version. <laughs> That's weird. Uh, yeah. So this this yeah. this is the comment that I pretty much agree with. There's a good version of a Wonka orgy, and that's 100 not going to be the movie we get. And I pretty much agree with that. As of right now, obviously, you know, again, things can change when you get a director, the actual cast, you see a trailer or something. But for the most part, I don't trust a studio to be able to produce an actual good Wonka origin movie. Because you're treading on territory that a lot of people hold dear that shouldn't be treaded on. Uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is a classic movie. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those that I would say, like, I don't necessarily know if I want you to touch that. And Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, for me at least, proved that, hey, maybe just don't. Maybe just don't. So, again, director Taika Waititi, okay, that that changes some things inside for me. Maybe I'm kind of interested in that out of that. Maybe just don't. Yeah. So anyways, uh, let's move on to a, a, our last few movie topics here. Um, again, this has been like a plethora of like weird one end to one end. Uh, and we're going to keep pushing on to one weird wacky, uh, side of this movie news. Uh, before we go though, um, or before we jump into that, again, y'all are free to throw in like some streamlabs.com slash cinefanatics. If you want to do the super chats, super chats are good as well. We prefer the streamlabs because I mean they take less money on that end. But um, and then also want to remind patreon.com slash cinefanatics. Let's do some movie trivia uh quizzing tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Central Time. Hop on the $25 tier. If you are interested on that, so patreon.com slash cinefanatics. Uh, oh. the hangout for the hangout for that trivia is going to be broadcasted. We're probably going to use the same service stream yard that we're using for, for this, but it's not gonna be it's not gonna be something that's broadcast. It's not gonna be a public stream that people are gonna be able to watch. It's gonna be a private, we're all just hanging out. So if you have any kind of uh, uh, any kind of like nerves about appearing on camera on a show you're not going to be on a show you're just going to be hang we're all just going to be hanging out so if that's if that's something that's kind of stopping you from wanting to do that feel feel completely fine you're not going to be in front of an audience of sorts you're just gonna be hanging out with us 
Uh, I, and before we dive into more movie news as well, I do realize that I forgot to talk about what movies I saw this past week. Um, so I want to catch on. I'll, I'll fly through it real quick. Uh, I did watch that promising young woman. Uh, interesting movie. I kind of liked it, but I feel like I agree with the the consi- the general consensus of the internet in that the third act is a little. That's eh, <laughs> a little weird. Um, I can get why people are not a huge fan of that, but uh, also I I understand there was like some news article that came out uh, where people were talking about that like people need to be talking about this movie a little bit more than they actually are. The meaning, the storyline of this movie is definitely something that needs to be talked about more often, and uh, I, I definitely like it. So the the movie in general, good message, the ending strange but otherwise uh and then i also watched uh vampire's kiss for the first time uh in prepping for uh we recently did the watch along of national treasure and uh while national treasure really isn't your wacky zany uh nicholas cage type of movie uh i did want some wacky zany nicholas cage that day so i watched vampire kiss and that's quite possibly one of the craziest zaniest Nicholas Cage's ever um like that movie it was okay there's some stuff lacking on it but I mean in general gave it like three out of five stars on my uh letterbox so you can check out letterbox uh, my letterbox is also at Robert Adams MLP so you can find it there um so <laughs> speaking of older things uh they're gonna make a movie like a biopic about Lucille Ball. Now I'll say right right off the bat, they did a bio, uh, uh, not necessarily an entire biopic, but like a moment in time of Judy Garland with Renee Zellweger. um, Not last year, but the year that we were watching movies in theater. Uh, And that movie was fantastic. So there's seemingly going to be a movie about Lucille Ball. Who's easily one of the top, top actresses from back in the day, at least like in your TV comedy sitcom actress. Uh, She's responsible for I Love Lucy uh, with her actual husband, uh, Desi Arnaz, who was Ricky Ricardo in that. Um, They're going to make a biopic on there. And right now they're talking about it starring Nicole Kidman and it was Javier Bardem. Yep. Nicole Kidman is Lucy and Javier Bardem is Desi. Yeah. Uh, interesting casting there. Thoughts? In- interesting is is a word choice. Um, I think my I kind of have an issue with this, and we'll this, uh, obviously like a lot of things. This is strictly going to be opinion pieces. I know some people might like the idea of this, but both of these both of these people are really good actors. Nicole mm-hmm. Kidman and Javier Bardem been in some of my favorite movies they are two people who are just excellent at the craft they are trusted go-to if you want just a great actor and actress in your movie these are the names you go to of course the problem is is that they don't look like lucille ball or desi arnaz like at all and this tells me that the studio isn't quite hitting the balance you need to find between 
actors who portray who can physically portray and look like the people in real life but also act as them as well um the studio is kind of hinging on the let's get some names that we know maybe we'll sell tickets and maybe we'll prop up the the award kind of like an award baiting essentially this is this is this is trying to get awards type of casting and i don't think it's hitting i don't think it's hitting the right box that's necessary for this you're looking at these two characters i mean lucille ball was just just an incredibly goofy but gifted comedic actress and while i know nicole kimnan has done things that are funny I don't run to Nicole Kidman when I'm thinking somebody who needs to portray a goofy comedic actress. I think of like a Kristen Wiig type when I think of that. That is the type of person that you should be casting for Lucille Ball is someone like her. Um, I don't know if you're, are you looking up the one picture of the one actually? Yeah. Yep. So there's, there's the other actress that we are on the same wavelength tonight. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there's not another actress that fits that mold. He's obviously looking up the picture of her and he's going to show that off. But we're talking about uh, Deborah Messing. Yeah, Deborah Messing is Lucille Ball, which this was for like Will and Grace. So they, they did a tribute episode on Will and Grace where, I mean, they all kind of like dressed up. Uh, like you see Deborah Messing here as Lucille Ball. Um, yeah. Yeah, so you see Deborah Messing over here as Lucille Ball, and then of course you got the other other characters are in there. I kind of like how this like set up. This is actually like I can't figure out where to point. What the hell? Uh, so <laughs> I I do kind of like how this set up there. This is kind of like the fun awkward. Uh, so as you can see in this picture that's 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 right here, uh, you do have Deborah Messing as Lucille Ball, and she looks fantastic. Hey, what am I looking at right now? Uh, you are looking at Will's butt. Oh, okay then. Anyway, yeah, she looks that like would be she looks Eric like McCormick's cool. fantastic posterior right there. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. Who who let us on the internet? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, as you can see there though, like Deborah Messing looks like Lucille Ball, and here's the thing: Deborah Messing can act. She's not just like some throwaway like yeah that. Yeah, she's good on a sitcom, but she's she's not award winning. Like that's dumb. No, she's been in good. She's she's carried like great roles. Um, she can act. This would be the type of movie that I think would net her like an Oscar. Like mm-hmm. we're talking about this movie being kind of like award bait. Get somebody who not only looks like Lucille Ball, but can definitely portray that the character that was Lucille Ball. And I think Deborah Messing would be a fantastic cast for that. Now, obviously I don't know if they're going to want to, they wouldn't want to go the Deborah Messing route just because of maybe that Will and Grace thing. It's like, "Eh, it's a little derivative, but that that's, that's the realm you need to be floating in. Someone like her, someone like Kristen Wiig, someone who can portray that kind of character and look like Lucille Ball. Uh, so, I mean, I, I, meant, I made the mention of uh, Judy earlier. 
that the that slight biopic of Judy Garland. So yeah. that one starred Renee Zellweger, who got the Oscar for that performance and much deservedly so. That was she did fantastic in the movie. If you haven't seen that, I recommend it. It is a it, it is a slow movie, but it's good. Like it, the performances are so fantastic in that. Um, but like. Was I thinking Renee Zellweger? She's yeah. like she's a very good actress, but she, she's not like I would say not quite like Nicole Kidman a list. She's up there. She's very high up there, but I don't necessarily think that is like the big like name getter for that movie until mm -hmm. they showed the picture of her. There was that one picture, that first picture that came out of her as Judy Garland, where she's kind of like looking up or whatever. And you're like, that's not a picture of Renee Zellweger. That's a picture of you. No, that's a picture of Renee Zellweger. You people need to go see this movie. Um, yeah. I, I think something like that. You didn't get like a top of the line name, but you got the person that was the perfect fit for that role. And I believe I would agree. That's what I would feel like Deborah Messing was in this. Now, on the flip side, though, for Javier Bardem... I can I can see a world with proper makeup and proper hairstyling where he can look somewhat close to Desi Arnaz. Yeah. And I fully trust that he has the acting ability to pull off the character of Desi Arnaz. The thing is, is that Desi Arnaz is not as uh, pol polar polarized that would be the right word here uh, of of an icon as say Lucille Ball was on her own. Mm -hmm. uh, so he isn't he isn't as 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 over the top there. He isn't as over the top of a character as Lucille Ball was. And so there isn't that much over the top. You need to go with whoever is casted in that role, which is, uh, that's why the show was, I love Lucy and not, I love Desi. Everyone yeah. went into that knowing Lucille Ball was the focal point of the show. Right. And so I can see a world where Javier Bardem can be casted. I just, I, I think that you can get closer still. Now mm -hmm. I don't have anyone in my in my mind right now. I don't. Ha I didn't have anyone picked out. Oscar for Isaac. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, possibly. Pedro Pascal. Maybe. I mean, they, we're talking about we're talking about the guys who are like hot right now. Like these are the guys that everyone would want to flock to for that kind of a role. But yeah, maybe. I mean. Wouldn't it be funny if it was like Kristen Wiig and Pedro Pascal, and it's like, hey, we're having a Wonder Woman '84 reunion in an I Love Lucy movie. Yeah, you got your Wonder Woman in my I Love Lucy. Um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just not really a fan of Nicole Kidman and I guess Javier Bardem in these roles. I think they could do better. Yeah, and that's what I'm hoping to see. Um, yeah. I hate the cast. I like to see the story of how Lucille Ball says Star Trek. Um, I'm not that familiar, unfortunately, with the story of Lucille Ball and Star Trek. I believe she like guest starred and that was like a big uh, ratings getter just because people wanted to see Lucy in, in a sci-fi TV show. Um, that would be my guess. But and that's what makes sense. But yeah, I love that one. Actually get Kate Mulligan to come in and play Lucille Ball. Because I mean, like, I see it. I think I think you give her you give her like the red hair wig and everything. She's she's got the she she can do those kinds of like noises and stuff. That'd be funny, but 
Oh, and that's right. Uh, yeah, Homstrock's talking about uh, Aaron Sorkin is is the writer of this movie as well. So Aaron Sorkin ha- has done some good things. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's that's oh, one that's right. Desi Lu produced Star Trek. Okay, so that was the production company of Desi Arnaz and Lucy Lucille Ball. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't tell at all by the name. Uh, you know, I, I I don't want to leave anything out there for uh for for people to try to guess or assume. I mean, we know what assumptions do, so just want to make sure we're all clear on this. And we're all on the the same proverbial page here. Yep. Anyway, speaking anyway. of page, <laughs> uh, Homstruck dropped in a twenty dollars super chat. Uh, hey, movie wreck, <laughs> Lust. The Flower of Evil, WandaVision says, I'm original and interesting. Loves the Flower of Evil response. Hold my beer. I'm not familiar with this. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to take a guess that this is something along the lines of what WandaVision's doing, but something we might have to look into if you're really into like that kind of where WandaVision's going with the far out there multiverse type of thing. And I've um, already heard that WandaVision is kind of the MCU's like legion they're just far out there crazy show you know i started watching legion and i knew what i was getting into with that and i i couldn't do it like my add was just too far like i just i can't i can't concentrate on just the multiple bouncing and like ah. and it's sad because uh I, I i did like uh oh uh what's his name what's his name that played steven david yeah uh, I like him, and I like uh, Aubrey Plaza. I really like Aubrey Plaza. Um, and then there was also the fact that the show, the creator of the show, man, I am dropping names on that. <laughs> the creator of the show uh, also named a character uh, Sid Barrett after uh, Sid Barrett from Pink Floyd, which I'm a huge fan of. So I, I like the connections there for that. I just I couldn't sit through the show, so I've heard it was good. I've read a couple of things about like where the sh- where the series went, uh, the characters in it. It sounds like it was really good. I like the ideas that they had for it, but yeah, uh, that's it. Noah Hawley, uh, yep. he's a big Pink Floyd fan as well. Um, I just I, I I couldn't sit down to watch that. It looked like it was too hard. I did start watching. What's the other one that came out at the same time? The Gifted. Uh, I did. Uh, yeah. That one wasn't too bad, um, but then it just it just kind of lost me because I just I found other things to do. <laughs> so, um, anyways, yeah. So Lucille Ball movies coming out might be interesting. We'll see how we'll that see. we'll see how that goes, and if the casting that we know of right now is actually the way the casting is going to go, uh, we'll 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 see what it's about. Um, but, but, but. so loose Luz is a Colombian movie with a technicolor flavor to it about a guy who unintentionally kills children who he thinks is the next coming of Christ and it's well that sounds fabulous <laughs> that sounds insane that sounds fantastic right there that's weird <laughs> Well, uh, I might look it up to see what <laughs> just off the wall is kind of like in in my realm of something I want to check out. So, 
We'll see. <laughs> uh, off the wall. You know what else is off the wall? This segue. Because I'm trying to connect it to Mortal Kombat. You know what else is off the wall? Is they're making another movie about Mortal Kombat. There you go. That works. Uh, so the official synopsis, we got a couple of pictures, uh, which I don't have here because I had to work today, so I didn't have time to prepare for uh, with images for this tonight. Again, if my new laptop was working, I would have had that, but it isn't working yet. Um, but they released these images of the new Mortal Kombat movie, which is going to be coming out pretty soon, and they also released the synopsis for this. Uh, which is basically talking about a new character, Cole Young, who's an MMA fighter. Uh, he's got some kind of a weird heritage connection to uh, to someone in Mortal Kombat, essentially. I w- I'm going to just go and throw out a guess that he's probably connected to Raiden somehow, like a relative of Raiden or something. Um, but it, this whole synopsis is talking about what this movie is about and essentially we are looking at this movie from his point of view from cole young's point of view going into the world of outworld and earth realm and the mortal Kombat tournament uh up until this point all we've known about this mortal Kombat movie really is it's going to rely very heavily on like sub-zero versus scorpion that they're like rivalry brothers uh, the movie's going to be rated R, and we're going to get fatalities, like actual gory fatalities like that were in the original video game. Or as much as they could do without making the movie NC-17. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I believe you could you could get away with, like say, like Scorpion just grabbing a skull and ripping the whole skull and spine out of a person in this movie and you'd be fine. And I'm all here for that. <laughs> I absolutely love to see something like that on the big screen. Uh, I will not be seeing this movie. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I will. So stay tuned for uh, the official Cinefanatics review of this movie coming from me. Mm. Cinefanatic. Cine- the Cinefanatic review is just one. <laughs> <laughs> just a piece of the Cinefanatics. Uh but they release the synopsis with it, and there's a couple of takeaways from this that sounds very interesting. Uh, one of which that I like to point out is this basically makes it sound like Kano is on the side of good. Anyone who's watched the original movie and or knows the video game, Kano's not necessarily a good person. I don't know if we're setting up for the fact that Kano might betray everyone later, but anyways, uh, you have thoughts on that real quick? Because well, I have another, so, another point to this as well. Yeah, not not so much Kano, but more so just like what the original, <clears throat> what the uh, <clears throat> directors and all that are saying, producers, directors, actors, all that are saying about how the... Uh, this always looks like she's staring at the wall. <laughs> yes. What, what what they say about like the look of the movie and everything. And it sounds like it is actually on the right path for what a Mortal Kombat movie should look like. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're making it kind of like keeping the, the gritty tone, like literally like messy and dirty and and all that. And I'm like, OK, it sounds it sounds like they're at least trying to respect the the game and and the origins of Mortal Kombat and all that. 
Yeah. For the most part. Especially when you look back on it for a while, for a very long while, you ask like anyone who's like even a casual movie lover, uh, like, hey, in your opinion, what would you say was the best uh, video game movie adaptation? Most people would have probably said Mortal Kombat. Uh, It was good. It was still really cheesy, really hokey. It was PG-13. It didn't have those fatalities in there. It was very, very light, very family-friendly-ish. Um, but it was a good adaptation, I would have said, as well. This is going to be challenging, that, because it does... Ha- while it, it was a cheesy movie, it still had that level of quality to it that a lot of people went with as being a good video game movie now granted we're not like we're we're trying to be like the essentially like the smartest dumb kid here in the in this group i mean it's not hard to be the best video game movie yes it is Uh, (laughs) well i mean uh but i mean since then we've had movies that i i think either one of us would say are easily a better video game movie since then Detective Pikachu, even Sonic the Hedgehog was probably a better video game adaptation than the original 95 Mortal Kombat. Yep. It's still good. I still, I'll still watch the original Mortal Kombat. I just watched it again not uh, a couple of months ago and it's still cheesy, but still good. I enjoyed it. Uh, I won't watch Mortal Kombat Annihilation again, though. I saw that in the theater once and I refuse to watch that piece of anymore. So... Anyways, the first one though still kind of holds garbage. up. He yeah. said, "Piece of garbage." Piece of garbage. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's that's the level that this is having to compare to. And again, that most people have the opinion that it was the best video game adaptation for so long. Can this new Mortal Kombat movie live up to the predecessor and hit that as well? I think this one's definitely got a lot more hype around it. And it's mostly because they've, they have started the marketing on it by when I say marketing, I mean, just whenever they publicly speak about what they're doing with the movie, they started on the right foot for people who love Mortal Kombat. And that's, Hey, yeah, we're going to include fatalities in it. We're actually going to include fatality. They're going to be fatal. They will be fatalities. And everyone's like, cool. You're on the right track. Sounds good to me. Right. And that's, yeah, and that, so you're already hooking in, like, the Mortal Kombat faithful going, all right, we'll give it a pretty pretty good shot then. Sounds like you uh, you know what, what you're doing, and you're changing it up very much from what's come before, and you're actually doing something new and different, at least for a movie anyway. So, again, that's not specifically my cup of tea, but as far as what you need to do to portray the video game of Mortal Kombat accurately. Yeah. The fatalities are, are necessary for the film. Yeah. Um, yeah. To give it the legitimacy that it needs, that would be great. Uh, I know Hans is saying here in the chat, silent Hill. I've saw silent Hill in the theater and I fell asleep during it. Now real quick in my defense, I'm not familiar with the video game at all. I just know it's a spooky video game. So, and I think all this is ridiculous because actually Super Mario Brothers was the best video game movie oh, ever made. Whatever. There goes all of our viewers. 
you're only saying that because we met John Leguizamo. And you're like, hey, I love you as Luigi. No, we didn't say that to John Leguizamo. We're not hey, stupid. Look, look, down, look down on the floor to your left. Oh, there is that name. Yeah, know. pick that name back up that you just dropped there. Let me put that um, right back up here. <laughs> so, <laughs> Lola, why didn't you pick up that name? I dropped it right, rightfully for you. Yeah, so I say that strictly because... Uh, Honestly, it's it's more of like iconic how ridiculous and stupid that movie was. The Super Mario Brothers movie. It's it's yeah. more of like a uh, a it's one of those so bad it's got such a cult following now. It's like we all know how bad the Super Mario Brothers movie, is. and in that way, it's kind of endearing. But in no way, shape, or form is it actually a good representation of Super Mario Brothers or really a good movie. Um, I have watched it multiple times, like since it's come out in the theater, just because I probably just needed something goofy to play in the background. And I was like, ah, why not? Yeah. I remember seeing it as a kid and I'm like, oh, it's Mario. I'm like, mm, okay. Yeah. So I uh, do we have any kind of high hopes for this movie. I mean, it sounds like you're already kind of like, uh, I don't know, based on the direction they want to go with the main character and who is he, and he's he's nobody from the actual game, so what? Yeah. But, uh, like, who's directing Mortal Kombat? What is their history? Uh, it's being directed by Simon McCoyd, who has no history. He did a short film. That would probably be as much as we're saying like this sounds like this is the the right direction. This sounds like it could be good. That's gonna give me a little bit of pause. Is that this is this is someone who has no experience, as far as we know, in directing a full fledged blockbuster movie like Mortal Kombat should be. And, and this is this is the type of person that I would have even thought a studio would have hired to direct a movie with as big of a uh, following as the Mortal Kombat name has. Yeah. Short, it's a minute long. <laughs> I would have actually probably have gone. Yeah. I would have gone for something more like a James Wan or Justin Lin and neither of those two, because they're Asian. It's just because those two have proven themselves in this kind of a, in, in this kind of a storyline to be really good. Justin Lin has, uh, nailed down action set pieces in the Fast and Furious movie. Uh, James Wan obviously is a master at horror type situations, which Mortal Kombat, I mean, first of all, you've got some very scary things in that. And second of all, you do have the gore and stuff from yeah, like James Wan is James Wan is producing it though, right? I saw his uh, name at least. He actually, let me let me double check. I do believe he does have a hand in this. His name uh, is attached to production. Which is the only thing that would give me hope about about that project is that his name is at least attached to the production of it. Um, yeah. So yeah, at least it's not Simon Kimber or Orty or Kurtzman. Oh, or Kurt. or Uwe Boll. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Uwe Boll with his uh, uh, Uwe Boll has done like I think he, he did the movie uh, Postal, which I believe was based off a video game. That one wasn't bad. A weird subject matter, of course, but wasn't a bad movie. Everything else he's done, bad movie, just very bad movie. And what is he going to challenge me to a boxing match? Also, <laughs> no, <laughs> bad movie, just very bad movie. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
I, I'm interested in this, but that's that's probably the only negative thing that I've seen so far. Now, my negative thing in the fact that this is a director that has no experience, as far as we can tell, for all we know, he could be coming in like an awesome, awesome person. I want to say another word, but I can't. Um, he could come in like just a bad type of director and just completely like he just knows what to do instinctively. He doesn't need that experience. He didn't need to prove to us beforehand. He just came in and this Mortal Kombat movie is going to be what he uses to show us why he can do other things. When we all like, who's this guy? And we look back at his history. Oh yeah, he did that 2021 Mortal Kombat. That movie was fantastic. I trust him to do everything. That could be what this is setting setting us up for, but the likelihood of that is slim, but you never know. We don't know until we actually see it. So there's there's jobs out there I know I could I could actually do that I have no experience in, and no one's gonna hire me for them because I don't have that experience on a piece of paper. But me personally, I know I can do them. It's that kind of a scenario. Uh, Jeff Snyder boxed. Is that is that true? Did that actually happen? Because I want to see that. Yeah, what pay per view is that under? Yeah, I will pay to see that one. Um, uh, Jeff Snyder is one of the the more prolific writers for uh, Collider. He's also a part of the movie trivia Schmodown. Anyone who's watching this who's not familiar, that's where that reference comes from. Yep. Oh. Anyway, do we have that, any other movie news, or is that that wraps it up? That wraps up the movie news for tonight. What do y'all, uh, those of y'all in the chat again, thank y'all for being here. Y'all have any other comments, any questions, anything else? Uh, get those dropped in so we can start answering those. Let's uh, let's start doing like some plugging real quick. What else do we have? Plug it in. Um, I keep having to well, check a couple of things. So we talked about so tomorrow we're gonna have the again, we're gonna have the movie trivia scrimmage, the little private hangout we're all gonna do some movie trivia. we're gonna ask questions to each other that's at the 25 dollars tier on our patreon if you want to be a part of that uh you can actually and we'll probably make a post on the patreon tonight but we'll put a post out there uh if you sign up for the patreon uh you can get that first one i know i think uh vernon's actually wanting to throw that out to the uh other 10 individuals, anybody who's not already part of that $25 tier, if you want to just kind of jump in and hang out and do trivia with us, Vernon is actually going to throw out the the uh, the offer to cover the the difference for you between the tier you're at and that and the $25 tier to, to be a part of that tomorrow night. So that's for that's for the people who are already on our Patreon. Uh, anyone else, if you want to jump on the Patreon, it is at that $20, $25 tier. So hopefully we get to see you tomorrow feel free to jump on there. If you don't want to do that tier, there's still plenty of tiers that are available for you to jump onto and, and get some really cool stuff. I know at the $5 tier, we're doing movie watch alongs. We just did the national treasure one that is up and available on Patreon for you already. We'll be doing another one next month. So you'll be able to hang out at that tier with us during those watch alongs. And typically we'll try to watch movies that you can get on a streaming service that you more than likely already are subscribed to. So that's that's usually what we try to keep with those. Um, but I know that the one dollar tier, at the very least, all tiers do. But the one dollar tier, at the very least, you get access to our Discord, where we're starting a starting a movie loving community back there. And there's going to be a lot of fun stuff that we want to do with that Discord and, and the community that's being built out over there. So uh, if 
if you are part of our Patreon and you aren't actually on that Discord yet, uh, let us know and we will send you the invite to get on there because I know that usually that Discord sign up connects with your Patreon email. And if that email is also connected to the email that you have for Discord, it'll automatically invite you to it. Otherwise, we would have to we would have to do that. But anyway, yeah, jump on that Patreon, get on that $1 tier, join our Discord, and let's hang out and talk about movies and stuff and and build up just a loving a movie loving community and a, a loving of each other community over there. A nice little positive, positive hangout. We're building a cult. No. Um, <laughs> I who said that? Get out of here. I do want some Kool-Aid. That sounds good. <laughs> Would you like some Nikes? Um, anyway, we're uh, doing all sorts of cool stuff over there. You got some uh, the new Jordans. I'll take the new Jordans. Jordans. <laughs> and then the other thing that we're doing uh, again, this Friday will be the third episode of one division. Uh, cool stuff that we're starting this year on this channel is that we're doing these kinds of breakdowns, Easter egg diggings and reviews for these big popular shows like the Marvel shows, the star Wars shows, all that kind of stuff that's coming down the pipeline. Uh, right now we've got one division. The third episode is coming out this Friday. We will probably stay up really late Thursday night and check it out. And then we'll have a nice little breakdown and kind of theorizing what's, what's going on now in, in talking all that stuff over one division. So that's going to be live on this channel, probably around the 9 PM time frame. Uh, so you're going to want to come back here Friday, 9 PM central time, I should say uh, Friday for that. So that's, seven pacific and 10 eastern so i know we had a lot of fun with last week up last week blah, blah, blah. we had a Words. lot of fun with the previous episode that was on this past com- past friday uh where we got to give our reviews and kind of pick apart with some easter eggs so if you have found some easter eggs in this next episode bring them like come back watch that third episode and then bring your thoughts your feelings your suspicions uh your curiosities bring them back live to this show on friday so we can all talk about them you might find something that we missed completely there was a lot of stuff that was mentioned in other like breakdowns and easter egg findings and youtube channels and articles that we didn't mention this past friday uh, you might find one as well. So let's talk about them because I want to know about all of them. I'm a huge fan so far. I love where this is going. Yep. Um, the other thing I want to promote real quick, and I don't know if we have a thumbnail for it. Let me see if I can find it. Huh? Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Me, uh, it does not look like there's a thumbnail for it yet. Nope. Uh, we will be over, both of us will be over on the PJ Campbell Network Thursday night. Uh, just if, if you're looking for it, just go, or Google or uh, on YouTube, look up PJ Campbell Network. We will be over there with a couple of our friends. I guess we're playing Mario Party over there. Uh, I love Mario Party. Mario Party is a blast. So we will be over there uh, engaging with those fine folks at that channel, playing Mario Party, having a blast, just kind of shooting the stuff that we can't say on this channel that we'll probably say over there if you go stop it (laughs) uh yeah we're gonna be hanging out over there with them and uh i believe vinnie mancuso is actually gonna be hanging out and playing mario party with us as well so the guy who was in charge of this channel when we had blackouts yay (laughs) if you uh if you go back and look at our uh, schmodown replay 
the sh- the Schmodown show that we were doing this last year, uh, there's an episode where we had Vinny Mancuso on the show, and it was just a ton of fun. He's a ton of fun to hang out with, so it's going to be a blast to play some Mario Party with him as well. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be a blast. I can't remember like what time that is. Uh, off the top of my head, I want to say it was like, was it eleven thirty Central, nine thirty? Figure it out real quick. Yeah, because I know we got tagged in it on Twitter today. Oh yeah. Uh, if oh, I remember yeah. correctly, it's eleven thirty Central, nine thirty Pacific, twelve thirty Eastern. It's going to be late. Drinks will be flowing. Uh, comedies will be had. Laughter will be shared. Yep, nine thirty Pacific time, twelve thirty Eastern. Yep. Yeah. So come back for that as well. Um, they use yeah. I, th- I feel like I've heard about this before that it was actually flavor aid and not Kool Aid. Yeah. Like Kool Aid was used much like how we refer to at least here in Texas we refer to all soda as Coke. When you need a tissue, you call it Kleenex. That kind of thing. I refer to soda as soda. Uh, so that's your uh, cult of fanatics. Guys. <laughs> that's your cult of fanatics for this week yeah uh yeah i think that's it as far as plugging in we're gonna do uh we're gonna try to get another our next our next ranking video will be cranked out and available next wednesday uh so be on the lookout for that and then of course next tuesday will also be tagline right back here at the same tagline time same tagline channel Yep. So all sorts of fun stuff, guys. Hang out, come back. And uh, if you're not subscribed yet for some reason, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Do all that fun YouTube stuff. And the button. Okay, stop it. And we'll uh, (laughs) hopefully see you next time. So Yeah. Uh, So thank you all for watching. Thank you all for being a part of this tonight. It was great having you all in the chat. Hopefully, Garth, this wasn't a waste of your mind. Um, so thank y'all for being here. We will see y'all next week and y'all have a great evening and good night. See ya. Peace.